0: Thank you for joining the US Army Corps of Engineers, Northwestern Division for today's Missouri River Basin water management conference call and webinar. This call is a part of a series of calls and it is open to stakeholders as we provide updates from January through June on the status of runoff in the Missouri River Basin. These calls are recorded and placed on the defense video and imagery distribution system at www.dvidshub.net slash unit slash USACE dash NWD. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. All lines have been placed on mute. Please be aware that the forced mute function may not work on all phones. So if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function to avoid interrupting the call and do not place the call on hold with our new um, WebEx system, you may need to unmute on both your uh, video screen as well as your phone to ask a question. Um, Our speakers today include uh, Doug Kluck from NOAA, and Kevin Lau from the National Weather Service, John Remus and Kevin Brody and Joel Knopchinski from the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. And uh, John, did you have any uh, opening remarks?
1: I'll give some remarks after the-after Doug and Kevin Lau uh, provide their information.
0: Fine. Then we'll hand it over to you, Doug.
1: Okay.
2: Um, Go ahead and just go to the next slide. We'll get started right away. Yep, I work for NOAA. I sit in Kansas City. Um, We're going to do a summary of uh, conditions since October more or less and then uh, to put things in perspective and a little bit on the outlook. Um, First of all, the last 90 days uh, in terms of temperature and precipitation, temperature on the left, precipitation on the right, uh, you'll see that uh, uh, and some of these graphics may be a little bit difficult to discern. Uh, they don't come through as well when we put them into this uh, this platform. But uh, those are states and counties, and mainly we're looking at the Missouri basin there. Uh, hopefully you can see the state boundaries. Uh, where you see red, uh, orange, light tan colors, and even yellow, those uh, indicate above normal uh, temperatures. So the last 90 days, uh, especially where you see the red, have been quite a bit above normal. So, uh, I suppose in North Dakota, no, no offense, but uh, that probably means uh, 20 degrees as opposed to minus 20 degrees. Nonetheless, uh, it's been warm uh, across almost the entire basin uh, since since uh, you know when you when you accumulate all all the heating together since uh, the beginning of October. We did have a short period in October of really cold temperatures. Um, in terms of t- uh, precipitation, you can look at that uh, that graphic on the lower right and you see pretty much only Montana has above normal sort of consistent area, large area of uh, above normal precipitation, and most of that fell, oh, I'd say October, November, as opposed to later in the period. Um, those red areas indicate uh, uh, substantially below normal precipitation. Now. That said, this isn't the wettest time of year in, uh, in a lot of these areas. So um, are we missing that much? Well, no, but this precipitation is important in the longer uh, scheme of things in terms of what will come down in the spring and replenishing soil moisture,
1: you know,
2: at depth. So let's go to the next slide. Uh, last 30 days, so since more or less the beginning of uh, December through uh, yesterday
3: uh,
2: <clears throat> or the day before yesterday. Well, we see, again, temperature on the left, and uh, again, quite a bit of red and deep red, if you will, especially in Montana, North Dakota, and uh, more or less above normal temperatures across the entire area. Um, uh, and and uh, a couple things about this is the other thing we want to remember about above normal temperatures means we're also getting a little bit more evaporation than we normally would uh, with a colder temperature regime, if, if that makes sense to you. So when the winds are blowing and it's a little bit warmer than normal, uh, we can evaporate more. So we have to remember that as we, uh, as we move through the season here. Um, on the right is the precipitation percent of normal, and get for the same period, Uh, last 30 days, more or less, and you can see some drier areas. Uh, The deeper reds indicate the drier areas and yellows. Everything yellow to red, I guess you could say, are drier than normal, and uh, the blues and purples and greens are above normal. Uh, Pretty thin areas of above normal, you know, in Nebraska uh, and across uh, portions of eastern Kansas and and such, but um, really, for the most part, we're leaning towards a drier regime in the last 30, 30 days as well. Next slide. So, one thing those maps that we just showed you don't really give you a good indication of is what's going on in the mountains and mountain snowpack. Uh, this is better. Uh, those numbers that are hard to see in there uh, indicate the percent of normal water, uh, water equivalent, we like to say, in the mountains uh, at higher elevations. So. So where you see 100%, we're right at right where we should be as of January 6th, uh, or or what is normal as a, as opposed to uh, 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 well as opposed to what we see here. So what we're what we're really showing here is that Wyoming, northern Colorado, uh, those areas for the most part are below normal. As you go as you go north a little further, and that oval is really sorta the Missouri Basin headwaters. Um, you get a little bit more towards normal um, normal uh, snowpack, but you're going to see from other people here exact a little more indication of how wet or dry we are in terms of snowpack. So let's go to the next slide. Uh, this, is, this is lower elevation. You can see the higher elevation too, but really this is for lower elevation, plains, if you will, snowpack. And where you don't see gray or, or kind of the bluish colors, uh, there's no snow, um, no recordable, no no snow present. So as of the January 6th, uh, a big swath there, pretty much along the Missouri River Basin, um, is snow-free. Um, you do see eastern Dakotas and eastern Nebraska and even northern uh, Missouri and uh, western Iowa uh, with some uh, snow on the ground, but it's not that much. Uh, you know, right around Omaha, maybe you could squeeze out an inch or two But uh, certainly upstream, we don't have a snowpack. And compared to normal, this is a little lower than normal uh, for this time of year. It can be made up in a couple weeks. As you all know, uh, a lot of snow can fall. But as of right now, we're we're sort of in a below normal uh, snowpack. Next slide. Um, Okay, is this the updated one? No. Well, uh, there is an updated... uh, map of this and and really doesn't differ that much from um from this one uh except to say it's a little drier even across the Missouri uh basin um you'll just have to take my word for it but uh, we don't see in the next seven days if you add up all the precipitation that's going to fall uh any major precipitation events uh, 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 uh happening so let's go to the next slide Um, this is the outlook for uh, temperature on the left, precipitation on the right. Um, temperature on the left uh, shows the probability of above-normal temperatures enhanced uh, across, we'll just say, pretty much the entire basin. And uh, so, but it's it's not, it's not strongly enhanced. It's not like it's a, it's only like 40% chance of above-normal precip or I'm sorry, above-normal temperature. So that's kind of a lukewarm, uh, if you will, of, of outlook for temperatures. Now we're talking week two, which is the 14th to the 20th um, of, of January, and then uh, also week two in, in terms of precipitation. We are seeing an enhanced uh, probability for precipitation across pretty much the whole, at least the upper uh, upper two thirds or three fourths of the basin. A little bit drier as you go to the south and uh, east, actually on this on this map. Um, so uh, better chances of above-normal precipitation, maybe a front coming through there. Week two, so like I said, 14th to 20th. Next slide. Uh, this is a uh, ja- this is a the January temperature and precipitation outlook. Again, those colors on the left are temperature. Or, or the map on the left is uh, temperature, and the entire basin and really most of the U.S. except for the south west has a higher probability than normal of above normal temperatures, okay? That's the outlook for January. Uh, Precipitation-wise, wherever you see green, there's an enhanced probability of above normal precipitation. Really, for the Missouri Basin, that is, uh, that is this, the, the the lower basin into, I guess, South Dakota to some degree, but really the lower and eastern portions of the basin. Um, is the outlook there. Um, And then EC, which is equal chances for above, below, or near normal. So, you know, it's equal chance of above or below in the rest of the area. Next slide. So, this is the longer term January through-January, February, and March outlook. Uh, This pattern that you see-and there is a pattern uh, here-really shows what we call a La Nina signature, and La Nina, without going into great detail, um, is an influencer on what may happen uh, in the forecast. It helps us, well, we think it helps us forecast uh, temperature and precipitation to some degree. Um, you see those blue colors on the temperature on the left, on the left, left graphic, the blue colors there indicate better chances for below normal temperatures in North, North Dakota and Montana. So that'd be upper basin. Uh, and then uh, better chances, not strong, better chances of above normal temperatures, uh, say south of Omaha and southwest and southeast of there. So uh, that's the if you averaged all three months together, um, that's sort of the outlook for for uh, temperature and uh, for precipitation for the same three months. You get this pattern of above normal precipitation probabilities up in Montana mainly, and um, obviously in the Ohio Valley, but also a dry tongue. We call it a dry tongue, if you will, sort of pushing up into Kansas, uh, Colorado, and Nebraska, something we're watching, especially because there is already quite a bit of drought uh, across those areas. And um, winter is not usually the time in which we change drought categories, and we'll get to that. Uh, Maybe the next slide, actually, so go ahead. Yeah, so uh, the image on the left is a, the current drought monitor. Actually, well, let's see, what is it? Yeah, it probably got updated today, and I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't get it in there on time, but uh, it won't be that much different than what, what this is showing. Uh, it basically indicates that a large portion of the basin is covered in some sort of drought. Uh, where you see white, there is no drought. Where you see yellow, it's not officially drought. It's just getting there, if you will. Where you see reds and deep reds, uh, that's, that's sort of work, that's getting towards the worst case scenarios in Eastern Colorado and uh, portions of Nebraska and Wyoming and even, even, uh, portions of North Dakota in, in, in Iowa and Southeast, uh, South Dakota, um, have, have a little bit of that what we call D3 extreme drought in it. Again, it's hard to change these values often during the the, the winter time because we don't get big heavy uh, uh, precipitation events like we do, let's say, in the spring. Um, in terms of an outlook for for drought, uh, it, the map on the right, wherever you see wherever you see brown, that's an indicator that the, the forecasters think that conditions really aren't going to change that much uh, through the end of March. Where you see yellow, they do believe that uh, uh, it's likely that drought will develop in those areas. And that pr- fits pretty well with the for- with the outlook that we, we, we saw a little bit earlier. And then I guess the final slide, I think. So the key points here is uh, we are in a La Nina situation. Uh, you saw that final, that final, outlook map uh, for temperature precipitation favors cool and wet north, dry, and warm south. Uh, <clears throat> the plain snowpack is, is below normal for the most part, mostly east basin uh, mountain snowpack. Uh, I'll, I'll say average to below uh, normal, uh, especially to the south uh, in terms of the short-term outlook for temperatures uh, warmer than normal and precipitation slightly favors above normal. We hopefully, hopefully, we can get some of that. Um, longer term, colder than normal, more likely in the northwest portion headwaters and uh, increased likelihood of above normal uh, temperatures in the south, especially southwest, and precipitation mainly enhanced, again, northwest, and drier more likely in the south-southwest. Our next monthly climate summary. Uh, climate summary and outlook will be uh, January 21st at 1 p.m. I didn't put that in there. And there's the uh, way to register if you want to go to that webinar. We do it every month. If you have if you have any questions about it, you can always write me an email. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Doug. And over to you, Kevin Lau.
4: All righty. Can you hear me? Okay. Perfectly. All righty. Thank you, Eileen. Uh, and I, on behalf of the National Weather Service, I do wish to uh, thank the Corps of Engineers for uh, having both Doug and myself on uh, these series of calls. And good afternoon. My name is Kevin Lau, and I work with the um, National Weather Service, Missouri Basin River Forecast Center, located in Kansas City. Um, I'll be repeating a little bit of what Doug said. As As Doug said, snowpack conditions in the mountains can be generally categorized as near to below normal. By this point in the winter, we have normally accumulated about 40% of the seasonal peak snow water equivalent in the mountains. And so, uh, as I say every year, (laughs) we are still very early on in the season and much could change. Uh, The January water supply forecasts that were issued or developed by uh, the National Weather Service, Uh, they were issued this past Monday. And our water supply forecast suggests a below normal runoff season uh, for the period April through September. Again, as Doug said, plain snow is pretty much limited to the extreme eastern portion of the basin, where trace to one-inch amounts of snow water equivalent are sitting on the ground across the eastern Dakotas Uh, extreme eastern Nebraska, Iowa, and northern Missouri. The big story, of course, is the ongoing drought. As Doug mentioned, soils across the majority of the basin are dry to extremely dry. Ninety-one percent of the basin is classified as being abnormally dry or worse. And thus, there has been limited flooding across the basin this fall and winter, which is good news uh in late november we had a couple of small tributaries in south central missouri to experience minor flooding to roughly a two inch rain event that was in late november in early december the jefferson river at three forks montana uh, did reach minor flood stage due to ice action and actually remained near flood stage until the past 24 hours and now it's beginning to fall Uh, river ice action also caused the North Platte River at Llewellyn, Nebraska, to just reach minor flood stage earlier this week. But the river has now fallen well below flood stage. And finally, I will mention the Nyarbrera River near Verdell, uh, North Dakota. And although it has not seen minor flood stage, it did rise pretty close uh, to minor flood stage and remained there for several days. Um, I think this morning it's starting to uh, come down though. Again, all this due to river ice action. Looking ahead, our office issues 90 day or three month river outlooks toward the end of each month. Uh, The last one we issued was Christmas week and covers the three month period ending in mid to late March. And the outlook that we uh, just issued indicates that the only areas of the Missouri River Basin that have a greater than a 50-50 chance to see flooding between now and uh, mid-March is located in South Central Missouri, and that's reflected in the graphic that you see on the slide uh, with little colored dots. And this is typical. Risk for flooding between now and mid-March is dependent upon the timing and location of any plain snowmelt, rain on snow events, and rain events. And ice jam flooding is also, or will remain a, a possibility throughout the winter. As we near the end of the next three months, which would be late March, we then have to begin to think about thunderstorm activity, and that drives the springtime flooding in the lower basin. The National Weather Service will be issuing its first official spring flood outlook on Thursday, February the 11th, and that will provide the first official National Weather Service quantification of flood potential for this spring and early summer. And once that is issued, it can be found at the link shown uh, on the slide. Again, that will be on February the 11th. Thank you, and this concludes the National Weather Service Flood Potential Brief.
0: Thanks, Kevin, and I'm gonna hand it over to you, John Remus, and since you guys are all together, I'll just let you uh, move from one speaker to the next without transitioning back to me.
1: Thank you, Arlene. Uh, Good afternoon, everyone. I'm John Remus, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. Our office is responsible for regulating the Missouri River Mainstream Reservoir System. I will provide some general remarks, and then I will turn the discussion over to two of my senior staff for more detailed information. As we begin a new year, I want to assure everyone in the Basin that the Corps remains fully committed to our flood risk reduction mission, protecting stakeholders when we can, from significant runoff events that pose a threat to human health and safety. Floods can and will occur regardless of basin conditions, including ice-induced flooding during the winter freeze-in and spring breakup periods, and flooding due to thunderstorms, particularly along the lower Missouri River, which cannot be mitigated by the operation of the mainstream reservoirs. Further, it is important to understand that the volume, timing, and location at which runoff enters the system significantly impacts the timing and amount of releases. We are also committed to supporting the authorized purposes as as outlined in the Master Manual. We will continue to meet our statutory obligations to operate the Missouri River Mainstream Reservoir System for its authorized purposes as described in the Master Manual and as uh, outlined in the 2018 Biological Opinion. I want to make sure everybody understands that each runoff season or flood event is unique and care should be taken when comparing one event to another. After two years of very high runoff, uh, 2020 was somewhat of a transition year. 2020 began with above-average runoff in the upper basin. However, as the year progressed, much of the basin entered into a drought, as, as was shown by uh, Doug Cluck. Uh, This required a shift in our management focus from evacuation of flood water to meeting downstream flow targets. As of today, the the reservoir system is in very good shape from both a flood control and a flow support point of view. Kevin Grody and Joel Kaczynski will provide more details in a few minutes. On December 29th, we posted the 2020-21 Annual Operating Plan or, or AOP on our website. I want to thank everyone that provided comments on the draft AOP. We will be sending out hard copies of the AOP to those individuals and organizations on our AOP mailing list. I want everybody to know that the 2020-21 AOP will be the last one that will be provided in hard copy format. All future AOPs will be available digitally through our webpage. We posted our first 2021 upper basin runoff forecast earlier this week. Kevin Grody will provide more details on the runoff forecast. I want to remind everyone that the runoff forecast is based on the best available information. As Doug and Kevin both said, it is at the very beginning of the runoff season and uh, the snowpack accumulation, uh, runoff season, or excuse me, the snow accumulation period, the runoff forecast can and will likely change. That concludes my opening remarks. Thank you very much. And I will turn the discussion over to Kevin Grody. So
3: I am on slide 16. The 2020 calendar year runoff summation for the Missouri Basin above Sioux City, Iowa, the upper Missouri River Basin was 31.1 million acre feet, 121% of average, which is just above an upper quartile. The 2021 calendar year runoff forecast, which is highlighted in red for the Upper Missouri River Basin above Sioux City, is 23.1 million acre feet, or 90% of average. And now moving to slide 17. The below average runoff forecast for 2021 reflects current drier than normal soil moisture throughout the basin, and below-average plains and mountain snow. As seen on this slide, we are expecting below-average runoff during the high runoff periods from March through July when the plains and mountain snow melts. I'm now moving to slide 18. As Doug already indicated, soil moisture is very dry in areas of Colorado and Wyoming in portions of Montana and North Dakota. In fact, there are no areas in the Missouri Basin where soil moisture is wetter than normal. Moving on to slide nineteen. Again, as Doug indicated, the plain snowpack, which typically typically melts from mid-February into April, is currently very low to non existent. The plain snow that exists is concentrated in eastern Nebraska Eastern South Dakota and Eastern North Dakota. Now moving to slide 20. Mountain snowpack is accumulating at below average rates in both reaches, above Fort Peck and Fort Peck to Garrison. It is important to note that the majority of the mountain snowfall typically falls between January 1 to mid April. So, in summary, the 2021 calendar year runoff forecast is 23.1 million acre feet, 90% of average. I will now turn this over to Joel. Thank you,
5: Kevin. Gavin's point releases average 17,000 cubic feet per second in December. Releases from Gavin's point are expected to remain near that rate through February. Garrison releases were set at 16,000 cubic feet per second in December. Releases will remain near that rate during the first part of January in anticipation of the river freezing in. Once the river freezes in and stages in the Bismarck area stabilize, releases will be gradually increased to 23,000 cubic feet per second and remain near that rate through February, downstream conditions permitting. Moving on to the monthly simulations. The basic simulation uses the runoff forecast that Kevin just discussed. Due to the amount of variability in precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next several months, we also develop an upper and lower runoff that are then used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. The discussion to follow will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast. Information on the other runoff simulations is posted on our webpage. On December 21, the reservoir system storage reached 56.1 million acre
4: feet, which is the base of the annual flood control zone. This means that all the stored
5: 2020 flood water has been evacuated from the system. Currently, the system storage is at 56.0 million acre feet. On March 1, which is typically near the start of the runoff season, the basic simulation shows system storage at 56.0 million acre feet. Just slightly below the base of the annual flood control zone, and that all 16.3 million acre feet of flood control capacity will be available. Moving on to slide 23 and looking at the upper three reservoirs, Fort Peck and Garrison are currently 1.6 and 1.0 feet above the base of their respective flood control pools, while Owahi is 0.6 feet below the base of the flood control pool. At the end of February, the basic simulation shows Fort Peck Garrison and Owyhee will be just below the base of their flood control pools. Now to slide 24, navigation service level and season length, the service level is used to determine releases from Gavins Point Dam to support navigation and to help provide an eight to nine foot deep navigation channel downstream. The navigation service level at the start of the navigation season is typically based on the March 15 system storage. Under the basic simulation, we would be providing full service flow support for the first part of the navigation season. Full service flow support is designed to provide a nine-foot deep navigation channel. For the full service level on the basic simulation, gas point monthly average releases range from approximately 27,000 cubic feet per second to 32,000 cubic feet per second. The service level for the remainder of the navigation season and the navigation season length are based on the July 1 system storage. Under the basic forecast, flow support for the navigation would be at full service after the July 1 storage check and a full eight-month navigation season would be provided. Energy generation at the main dams in 2020 was 10.1 billion kilowatt hours The long-term average is 9.4 billion kilowatt hours. The forecast for 2021 with the basic simulation is 9.7 billion kilowatt hours. Uh, Moving on to slide 25, this shows the Missouri River Basin Weekly Update, which is found on our website at the address shown on the top of the slide. This webpage gives a general overview of the current conditions in the Missouri River Basin and is updated weekly, usually on Tuesday morning
1: thank you and this concludes my talk thank you
0: eileen yeah thank you um i'm going to hand it over to you mike Doolin in kansas city
6: yeah hey this is mike i'm here go ahead Sorry, I had to take myself off speaking there. Uh, hey, thanks for having me today. Uh, so talking about Kansas City District Levee Rehab, uh, as the National National Weather Service showed, you know, this winter, uh, we've really had good construction weather. Uh, so our contractor has been making pretty good progress up and down the river. Right now uh, we've got 49 of 56 levee repair contracts are awarded. Uh, many of those are complete. And then overall construction percent complete for everything we're doing out there we're about 63 uh, percent complete with everything uh, we still have uh we've got four contracts that are currently advertised but not yet awarded uh, i know at least two of those will be uh will have bid openings within in the next two weeks uh, one of those bid openings is today actually for Holt number nine and then next week on the 13th i believe uh rushville sugar lake will have their bid opening uh, so those will get uh, awarded shortly and be under construction shortly after that. Uh, let's see, what else? We've got three contracts that are yet to be advertised, uh, two non-federal levies uh, downstream of Kansas City, and then one federal levy uh, in run three eighty-five, 385, uh, which is right north of Kansas City. And so we're working through issues on those to get those advertised. Uh hope to have that worked out uh, in the near future. Uh, right now, we've got six levees that still remain breached, and I believe all but four of those should have full level of protection restored prior to spring. And that's about all I got for you on levy rehab today. I'll take any questions when we get to that point.
0: Okay, great. Thanks, Mike. Yep. So um, with that, our next update will be Thursday, February 4th at 1 PM. And we'll send the invitation with the links and everything out uh, the week prior. Uh, We're gonna move into the question and answer session. I'm gonna go in alphabetical order by state, and we're gonna allow uh, stakeholders, elected officials, um, anyone that, Uh, is a local state federal tribal representative to uh, ask questions on the first round and then after that we'll move to media Um, remember to unmute your phone you may need to unmute both on the sign in on your computer as well as to unmute your phone or press star six to unmute So I'll I'll be patient between each state to give you time to unmute your question. Um, So moving to state of Iowa. Uh, Kansas. Missouri. Montana, Nebraska, again, star six, uh, computer unmute and phone unmute, okay. Uh, North Dakota, South Dakota. Wyoming. Okay, now we're going to move to media. Again, same, we'll go in alphabetical order by state, star six, potentially computer, and phone to unmute. State your name and organization um, before asking your question. Iowa.
3: Hi, this is Nick Hittrick at the Sioux City Journal.
0: Hi, Nick. Hi.
3: this is prob- Yeah, this is probably for John. Uh, just wanted to see if you could comment uh, as the conditions uh, pro- entering the runoff season, you've got the full storage uh, available. Is this pretty much the ideal situation as we head into January, or would you prefer to see more snow on the ground and in the mountains as far as looking to future operation for, through the rest of the year?
1: Yeah, thanks for the question. Uh, well, from a reservoir uh, storage uh, situation, it's almost ideal. We try to be right at that uh, 56.1 million acre feet at the beginning of the runoff season, so we're just slightly below that. Uh, we are watching the uh, the development and the continuation of the drought conditions very closely. Uh, I think our, our, our first runoff forecast reflects the fact that we have very dry conditions and we're expecting those dry conditions to persist. So we are, we're concerned that uh, not necessarily for 2021, but for future years, this may impact our our flow support situation for the lower end of the river. So we're watching that very closely. But for 2021, as Joel pointed out, we're we're really looking at the, the most likely scenario being able to provide full navigation support for a full okay. eight-month season. So um, but we are watching it. Okay. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Nick, Uh, any other media, state of Iowa. Okay, we'll go to Kansas. Missouri. Again, star six and unmute. Montana. nebraska
6: hi this is josh funk with the associated press
0: hey josh go ahead
4: as we head into the year uh how concerned about flooding should we be
1: uh, this is john remus uh well we're not overly concerned about it uh, this year but uh we we're always concerned about flooding it can happen you know, we can get a, a, a hydrologic event, a precipitation event, uh, below the dams that, uh, uh, that uh, could cause flooding that we can't mitigate. And as uh, Doug Cluck and uh, Kevin Lau uh, indicated, we are still very early in the uh, snow uh, pack accumulation uh, period. Uh, that, uh, I think Doug said, you know, uh, the, in a few days that plain snowpack can change quite a bit. Uh, so we're, uh, we're not overly concerned about it, but, uh, the, the threat of flooding is, uh, is always there. Uh, like to add, to
0: that. Go ahead, uh, Josh, I'm going to just uh, add to that yeah. real quick. Yeah, that is that um, both Omaha and Kansas City, as Mike pointed out, Mike Doolin pointed out, we still have levees that um, are being repaired or are recently repaired. And the status of those levees, while they may be at the full height of their flood protection, they are not necessarily fully restored. So they may not have had an opportunity for vegetation to take hold and things like that. So while they're at the right height, they may not be providing that full amount of protection should the water levels get higher.
4: But it seems like conditions right now with the dry soil and uh, plenty of space in the reservoirs look pretty good as far as being able to handle runoff so far, look heading into the year. Uh
1: yes, from a reservoir management point of view. Also, I I don't know, Kevin Lau, if you would like to uh to uh, add anything to that discussion or not.
4: Sorry, it took me a lot of time on mute but Uh, Yeah, so this is Kevin Lau with the Missouri Basin River Forecast Center. Um, So I've I've taken a look at, uh, you know, really long-range outlooks, and, um, you know, I can't be really dogmatic about this, but due to the fact of the absence of snow and the uh, really uh, uh, exaggerated dry conditions out there, um, I would say that uh, some indications are that uh, locations in the eastern part of the basin, and I'm talking uh, eastern Nebraska, Iowa, eastern Kansas, uh, state of Missouri, they, they're they probably anywhere from 10 to maybe 30 uh, percent. The chances to reach flood stage are anywhere from 10 to 30 percent lower than normal. Now, that doesn't mean it won't flood. In fact, um, uh, the numbers I've been looking at, we're still going to have flooding, in the eastern basin because that is normal uh, to have tributary flooding uh, but on a normal year a location might have say an 80 percent chance of flooding well now it's going to be a 60 percent chance of flooding so I still think we're going to see flooding uh, that, that just is a normal thing for um, uh, the Midwest to see flooding due to thunderstorm activity or whatever and and we're bound to get some plain snow build up and it's going to melt off so So, yeah, we're going to have run-of-the-mill flooding. There's no question about that. Um, It's just that conditions right now would indicate that that the severity of flooding will be mitigated.
0: Thanks, Kevin. Any other questions from the state of Nebraska? Okay, we'll move to North Dakota. And South Dakota. This is Jody at Dakota Media Group in Pierre. Hey Jody, go ahead. Hey, um, uh, money was finally approved to start uh, installing the snowpack monitors along the upper Missouri River Basin. I know South Dakota State University. Um, is going to be doing uh, quite a few of them here in South Dakota. Are any of those up and running? Are you getting any details and information from them yet? And if they're not up and running, do you happen to know a a timeline as to when um, they're going to start getting at least some of those um, set up and and ready to go? Hi, Judy, this is Kevin Gray from the Missouri Baseball Management
3: Office. Uh, we do have a few up and running. Um, we have one in, uh, each of the four states, South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, and Wyoming that are up and working. Um, the, the rest of them are going to be done, uh, during the spring. Uh, we, they can't really do any installation now. The ground is, uh, frozen. Um, but, uh, there will be, um, I think about somewhere between 35 and 40. Um, that are installed uh, during the spring and summer of of 21. And uh, if additional funding comes, we do have the capability to increase that uh, number.
0: Over. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, Any Uh, other questions? State of South Dakota. Okay. Wyoming.
1: Any final questions
3: before we adjourn? Bar ticks to unmute. <clears throat> Eileen, this Eileen, is- go, ra- go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Eileen, this is Randy from the Preston Code on Can you hear
0: me? Yep, I got gotcha. you.
3: Okay. Um, I was just wondering, I know we're early in the season, but um, if the uh, drought continues, water levels, what will this mean for the dam operations down here? And, and also, things like water supply and recreation? Could those be adversely affected quite a bit? Uh,
1: well, if uh, if the drought persists or gets worse, the water levels will be lower than they've been the last few years. Uh, how much, uh, we, we really can't uh, predict right now. But uh, if the drought persists, we will dip into the uh, uh, the conservation pool at some time during the year. So uh, there will be spring runoff, as Kevin Lau said. We're going to get runoff from snow someplace, which will raise the reservoirs in the spring. But as we uh, go through the year, if the drought persists through the year, we will be back down into the uh, multi-purpose carryover pool. Okay, that was John.
3: Okay, thank yes. you.
0: Yep, that was John Raymond. Thanks, thank Randy.
3: You. That's that's
1: all I had.
0: Okay, great. Okay. Uh, any final
1: questions before we adjourn? Eileen, I'd like to, you know, just uh, make a comment here before we adjourn. First, I'd like to thank uh, Doug Cluck and Kevin Lau for uh, helping us out here. Uh, your support is very important to us, and I want to thank all the people that phoned in uh, today uh, or joined the meeting. Uh, uh, we just uh, this is part of our ongoing uh, attempt to. Uh, more effectively communicate with the basin and, uh, encourage you to keep phoning in. And Kevin Brody, would you want to say something?
3: I just wanted to clarify something that John mentioned about lower reservoir releases and, and drought conditions. During a drought condition, the impact when it comes to the reservoir levels is really only felt in the upper three reservoirs, Fort Pack, Garrison, and Oahe. Even during drought period, the the lower three reservoirs, Big Bend, Fort Randall, and Gavin's Point, are pretty much maintained in that operating pool that they're at right now. So it's those upper three or the big three that that feel the impact of the droughts. Okay. And I'm sorry, who was that that was just speaking? Kevin Grody. Oh, okay. Thanks, Kevin. Mm -hmm. I I know it's early in the season that this will change, so, but uh, thanks for the perspective.
1: I all, we have are...
0: all right. Thanks for your remarks, John. Um, we did have 126 callers today, so I do appreciate the turnout. Um, we are going to continue to provide updates. We have the weekly update on our website and as was mentioned, the the URLs for our website, which used to start with HTTP, have now start with HTTP. and we are making those updates to our website. So if a link doesn't work, you may wanna try adding an S to that HTTP, and um, it may come back and work for you. Um, Our news release that covers much of what was uh, provided in today's call was sent just before the call. And we will talk to you all again in February. Thank you.